Lucchese, creative alchemist, music producer and artist, and vocal vixen. Born in Xanadu and living in L.A., ready to scratch that itch in your brain. And hi, I'm Mandy, singer, actress, lover, born and raised in L.A., here to sprinkle a little magic everywhere I go. Woohoo! All right. Welcome to the Sonic Chronic. Chronic. Yes, welcome to the Sonic Chronic. 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 Where we discuss the soundtracks and music of the most popular film titles of a year and how they influenced or were influenced by the cultural and global buzz of that year. Who were its popular tastemakers and storytellers? And what was the frequency of that time? You know, this is what we do. This is what we explore when we get into the Sonic Chronic Spice Ship time travel ship. I don't know what we call it. And we go and visit those times and we try to figure out if there's a connection between what's going on in the world at that time and what are people drawn to? What are people watching? What films are being greenlit? Mm. You know, and then what is the music? that is accompanying those films, making them very well-known and maybe popular, Mm -hmm. or even making the artists suddenly well-known and popular because they were in a film. I like when we go back in time and figure that out together. Yeah, so this time we have zipped back to Planet 2003. So this is an interesting time. Just just made it through the... um, the big 2000 <laughs> scare in the year 2000, remember? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was when everybody thought everything was just going to get reset back to zero. Shut down. But no, 2003, we also had just made it past 9-11 in the United States. So that was a big one. Doozy. So we're kind of in this weird floatingville, I feel like. Mm. We're kind of recovering, trying to find ourselves again. Maybe starting to be a little bit more like colorful in like what we're trying to like storytell about. I agree. Yeah. We've this year we've been educated, devastated and translated. Oh my god, that's right. It's 2003. You've been educated, devastated and translated. Ooh. So, come with us into 2003 in this part 1 edition. We are going to first talk to you guys about what was going on in the world culturally. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us with some facts, Shazy. Yeah, here, here's what we got in the tit, 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 tit news, right? <laughs> so this is what was happening. Guess what? What, Shay? <laughs> we had the Iraq War. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. The United States, along with a coalition of other countries, invaded Iraq to overthrow President Saddam Hussein. Now, there's theories that we were just going for the oil, Hmm. which is usually the case. But at the time, the narrative around the world, we were all like, let's get Hussein, Saddam Hussein. I mean, he is a dictator. It was just a crazy time because that was like hitting the Middle East against, you know, like they were just the bad guys in general. You know, again, it was just like this very simple narrative, what they do in politics. Red versus blue. It's just not yeah. that It's just not that simple. Super and then... Crazy. The other thing that was going on, so that was a lot. It was very, it was very heavy. So we're kind of like, you know, maybe in our little bubble trying to like not think about the reality of the world, right? The SARS outbreak. Ooh. That happened that year. I, I didn't remember that. Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. That's what SARS stands for. It broke out in China and quickly spread to other countries, causing widespread panic and leading to travel bans. So that was kind of a, a mild little <laughs> warning 
right. about COVID, right? But yeah, no, it's just like one of those deals where we had stuff going on in the world that maybe people were just like, it was too overwhelming to even want to think about what can I do? And then so we were like, let's just read some books and watch some movies. <laughs> so crazy, can, crazy, right? crazy time. Speaking yeah. of crazy shit. Yeah, what else was happening? back to 2003, yeah. I think about crazy in love beyonce's (gasps) debut solo single that she dropped featuring her man jay-z that was the song of the summer i'm so glad you brought that up i always think about the surfboard (laughs) (laughs) that came way way later yeah yeah this is like her first like break from destiny that's right all right (laughs) <laughs> Destiny's turn. It was her turn. Was but her no, turn. Destiny's child. That's right. She broke out and she was starting to kind of blaze that trail for her like mm-hmm. branded Beyonce. Beyonce. Queen B. Mm-hmm. Her new image. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I love that. Yeah. Oh, great that, song. That was a super with. hit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's great. Any other cultural thing that was popping? Well, well, we'll save it for the next episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's say that. That's right. That's right. We only we sprinkle a, th- a little bit here sprinkle and there because right there. in each episode we actually split our years up because we have so much. So in each episode we'll give you a little news, a little cultural stuff, and then we'll select a lovely feature title that we'll deep dive into. And then of course we'll have honorable mentions mm-hmm. so that you guys can know what else was happening and maybe you can inspire us to do a deep dive on one of those. If you tell us, if you, yes. if you give us some feedback. All right. <laughs> so. With that said, let's dive into the Should we titles. pick? Should we pick? Okay, so now we have a new... We, we went from a box that was a beautiful artistic box, mm-hmm. the one that held our titles to vote. And then we switched it to a tubey tube. A tubey tube, a little black tube. It was cute. To, it was cute. Mm-hmm. But then this guy, this guy kind of <laughs> came into the picture. And for you listening, what I'm holding in my hand is this little square box. It's very colorful. Almost looks like My Little Pony on there, but... My Little Pony, My Little Pony. <laughs> Thank you, <Mandy>. okay. <laughs> It's a unicorn. <laughs> a gorgeous little unicorn. And it's a unicorn treats, it unicorn says. Treats. So we're going to use this unicorn treats box as our official... Shakey Shake. Shakey Shake titles. All right? Shake and bake. So let's see what's in our... What kind of unicorn treat we're going to pull this time. What's it gonna be? What's, What's it, gonna it gonna be? be? What's in the box? I guess I'll pick first since I'm holding it. Yeah. All right. And as we always do, when we pick a title, we will read a quote. And whoever's not reading has, has to, to guess. guess. And you guys can guess it at home as well. Uh, you listeners, wherever you are, you might be in your car, you might be on a plane. Who knows? But you can guess from wherever you are. And I will do my best. All right. To breathe life into this quote. Spotlight's on you. Oh, I love this movie. This is good. The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you let things upset you. Mm. Good quote. This sounds like Bill Murray and Lost in Translation. Speaking facts, he's speaking truth. Yes. He's been here. He was Bob Harris. That was the character played by Bill Murray. And this was a really awesome movie for Bill Murray because he typically does the comedic roles and he's great. But this one was actually a little different side of him, which I loved. Yeah, that particular quote, I mean, he had been in a marriage... He's still in marriage. He was married 25 years. He, older guy. Mm-hmm. He's a you know an actor. He's playing an well-known actor. Well known actor. Well known actor. The whole movie is set in Tokyo, Japan. 
He's out here like filming a commercial. He's doing a commercial with he's whiskey. like he's the face of this whiskey brand. Kind of dialing it in. Kind of going through a midlife crisis too. A little bit. He, yeah, he's kind of, you know, when you get to that comfortable and maybe not so comfortable place with your spouse when you've been together so long, they have kids, he travels, etc., etc., etc. I think the spark maybe had been gone, but like he was still trying to find that again, you know. Yeah. And then, yes, Scarlett Johansson plays his opposite. Scarlett, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like you know, this young girl who's kind of grappling with her own sense of purpose. And she's she there just with got her. married. Yeah, she, she just got married to her celebrity photographer husband. Right. And she's just kind of figuring out. And they're like, younger. What's her purpose? You and know? who was he? I love him, too. Oh, He's great. Oh, yeah. Giovanni Rips. Yeah. He played her husband. young husband, who's a photographer. I friends. He's oh, his brother. Yes. <laughs> He's, He's so great. He's, He's so, so sweet. Many other He's things, like sweet news like, and cute and little trendy nerd. I love him. <laughs> but no, yeah. And I think it was this, I actually watching it again, Mandy, for me, first of all, before I jump into too far in, I just want to lead with this one on the music because I just forgot how wonderful and maybe this in the beginning of the 2000s, this was a time of like trying to find musical identity in the world too. All over the place, everything was starting to diversify. Things were starting to become hybrids. I felt like it was Mm. an interesting time. It wasn't the classic, everything is this epic sound, blah, 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 or everything is this like hip hop, blah, blah. You know, it was almost like the beginning of, you know, with Scott Pilgrim and all this stuff, that vibe was like grunge kind of vibe. But like that was later but i think this was like this emo guitars were very front and center heavy but like crunchy wall of sound guitars mm. almost hypnotic soundscapey kind of vibes with the music very drive soundtrack kind of vibe well kevin shields who's his group my bloody valentine he had like five songs on this exactly my bloody valentine exactly it was that vibe and even the song there was a scene where they were at karaoke where you're in the room yeah and he sang a song more than this oh that one was the second one i walk in Remember that one? The first one? By Elvis Costello, I think. Wasn't it? I believe so. Bill Murray has such a pretty voice. He actually has a decent voice. And so does Scarlett Johansson, actually. She's cute, too. She did... uh, How special! So special! Is that Blondie? Wait, why am I having a blank? That is, it's on here somewhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was the song she sang during the time, but it was, that wasn't actually an iconic scene in the movie. Yeah. What was really interesting is she was there with um, her husband, photographer. Mm-hmm. She actually went because she had nothing going on. And she was like, hey, can I travel with you? And he was busy working, right? But it was, yeah. it was actually, you know, and they were newly, kind of newly married. So, but they were still really in their honeymoon phase, whatever. But I think she was just kind of like looking for something to do. And she was exploring, but she was kind of like on her own in Japan, you know. And then here's Bill Murray. He's, you know, been, you know, he's a regular there. He's, you know, got his entourage taking him to and from the the photo shoots or the commercial shoots mm-hmm. and he comes back you know to the hotel they were both staying at the same hotel and they had this like lounge there where you can like listen to that was the other thing there was an awesome live jazz element in mm-hmm. the um, movie right because the yeah. lounge and that's where they would kind of settle and kind of relax in between what they were doing but they both you know were just kind of uneasy couldn't sleep you know for different reasons they kind of cut wind of each other Scarlett I, don't, I forget her name she played Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> Scarlet played. Charlotte. Charlotte. So she actually approached him first and was kind of like, you know, they kind of gave each other a glance, noticed each other, and then we were like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Uh, trying to get to know each other, but it was casual. Yeah, and they just formed this bond, like through stolen conversations, their late night escapades of going to karaoke, visiting all their friends. 
And they just shared tons of moments of laughter and melancholy. But they found peace and understanding in each other. And, like, it's very relatable. Yeah, it was almost like I'm so glad they didn't do that thing that you thought you there because she was like significantly, you know, she was what, 24? Yeah. Okay, so time. he, you know, she was basically the age of, I'm sure, his children, you know, and so I was worried they were going to do this thing where they had this like spark. He's like losing, you know, the thing with his wife and just kind of missing that spark because they, when they would hang out together, they made each other laugh and they were like kind of being spontaneous about yeah. checking things out. And then she was kind of like uncertain about the new marriage with her husband and kind of like, did I make the right decision? So I was worried that they were kind of like make this thing where they were going to get together, but they, yeah. they didn't. It was very platonic. It was very platonic. Very sweet, but genuine also connection. a new kind of love that they showed between friends that weren't straight man, woman, right? That it could be possible. And yeah, it's almost like she would invite him to things because she had some friends. He was like, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. And then he was kind of like, yeah, let's check out this sushi place or whatever. And they just kind of, they went with the flow with each other and like, you know, he couldn't sleep. So he calls her up. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And then they would go and get like a, a bite downstairs or something but it was just really really cool and it was almost like there was a lot of not non-conversation between them speaking of non-conversation you know fun fact they never actually introduced themselves to each other he was never like hi i'm bob and hi they just kind of met at the bar and well they did eventually introduce remember the first saw each other and she walked oh they saw each other in the elevator that was yeah. the first, and he even pointed that out. And he saw her, and then because you know, there's a lot of Asian people there, and two white people is like standing out of the crowd. She's this blonde and whatever. So he noticed her, and then didn't say anything. But then like they were in the bar, he was sitting down, and she kind of sat next to him. And that's when they introduced. They kind of introduced themselves. They never like said each other's name though. It was never like a hi, I'm Bob. Hi, I'm. Charlotte. Oh, not officially like that. <laughs> like yeah, that no. Kind of, like, they just came they kind together. of like figured it out yeah it was almost like they were like old friends like they had this like connection was so natural and comfortable which I love the interplay between the two of them was such a good casting Mm -hmm. and Scarlett Johansson she legitimately because like her character was that she was a smart like even her husband made a comment like you know she's from Yale and I guess she sometimes a little looks down on some of his friends that are in the industry rude and whatnot it was more like just kind of like oh because it's kind of boring you know or like but she wasn't overt but it was kind of like that i think bill murray provided that interesting experience stimulation of that and just his worldliness in that way it was an interesting perspective that some of his friend his husband's friends and like actors were maybe not like <laughs> suiting her but it was an interesting felt so comfortable yeah they and had really really, really good chemistry, chemistry on yeah. set too another fun fact about this film is do you remember the the scene where Bill Murray, he's like doing the commercial and the Japanese director is trying <laughs> to guide him. Oh my God, they didn't speak like, any English, yeah. <laughs> they didn't speak any English. That actually, so the director, Sofia Coppola, she mm-hmm. made that happen on purpose because it was kind of <laughs> reminiscent of something that happened to her when she was filming um, The Virgin Suicides. She had a Japanese interpreter and like she didn't know what the heck they were trying to say. Right. So like <laughs> she initially wrote the scene in English, but then just told the Japanese director like just actually just do it in Japanese and we're not going to tell Murray so that <laughs> the confusion can look real oh my real. god That's, oh, I love that I love that because yeah. he would generally and his reaction and his sense of humor is so great yeah. and he's so subtle I didn't know that that made it even better because like he genuinely was like the interpreter was like came up to him after the guy had said like maybe two minutes worth of stuff and she's like he just wants you to look at the right camera and he's like you sure that's all he said <laughs> yeah and then even when the other photographer was like, give me Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. <laughs> and he's all, you know, doing these weird poses. It teetered on moments. I was wondering about other people's feelings about 
how they not address what's the word because you know the the whole thing with sometimes Asian people have a hard time pronouncing L's mm-hmm. or R's. Yeah. And they'll say L instead, like vice versa. And so it's like walking the line of not being like rude. Right. I don't think they could get away with that. Yeah. That's what I was wondering what you thought about that. Because they did that. Even he did one joke and I was like, I wonder if they cut more because he said he made a joke by by putting the R and the L backwards, like kind of like a joke between them. But I was like. I don't know how I feel about that. It was a little (laughs) weird. I had that moment where I was like, is that funny? Is this funny? But is it rude? I don't know. Yeah. The director, interesting that it came from a female point of view. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense, actually. I loved loved the wonderful, like, relationship kind of conversational interplay, even with the friends and the dynamics of the wife that called. Mm -hmm. You know, they're on different time zones and sending him carpet samples like at 4 a.m. And then her husband being the photographer and being like, oh, you know, and having the kind of like ditzy friends that are like a little superficial. And then when she would just go out and then she had this moment where she went to take a walk to that Buddhist temple and she was just like calls her friend afterwards and was like, is it? bad that I don't feel anything and she was like having this moment and her friend was like oh sorry what did you say can you repeat that and she's like oh never mind I think that really speaks to the title just being lost in translation yeah there's so many different things going on yeah expectations Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing the expectation of how you should be when you're like married with someone with kids and all the things and our expectation when you're like you know and I love that they almost gave themselves each other it was like this relief this reprieve from the expectations of all the things and all the people, just for a moment, they could just be with each other and like enjoy each other's company and like talk or not talk. It makes me think of Best in Show. <laughs> we can talk or not talk all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was just so lovely to see that dynamic and then not having that pressure of like the typical reward of, oh, they get together in the relationship mm-hmm. and carry on. In fact, at the end, he has to go back. It was He was only there for a week. Mm-hmm. And she's going to stay there with her husband, obviously, as he's on that project. But at the end, he, uh, you know, they're kind of just like after having such deep connections with it, it was really intense, but it mm-hmm. was beautiful. But I think they were both like, we know this can't be. We know right. this is just for now. And just to be happy about that we even had this in the first place, I it was so touching to me. It's super sweet to watch the ending yeah. where he goes goes back just to give her another yes. hug and to say goodbye and like Scarlet well Charlotte is crying crying and um Bill Murray he whispers something into yes. her ear and that's actually a fun fact I wanted to ask you about that nobody yes. truly knows what mm-hmm. what Bill actually said mm-hmm. to Scarlet I heard that and that's that this whole thing the the line written was I know I'm going to miss you too but he said something else to her yes. where we don't know, but it made her cry anyway. And like Bill always jokes and says, you guys will never know. Right. I love that. And I love that they didn't let us know. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I saw that. And the thing is, what you may not know if you didn't see it is that at the hotel, they knew, you know, they both knew when he was leaving. And she was kind of like, he left her even a message. He was like, hey, you have my jacket. But if you don't, if I, you know, maybe you can give it to me in the lobby. I'm leaving. And if not, we'll... It was nice. It was really nice meeting you, and you stole my jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but of course, she met him in the lobby, and then he was like, "Thanks again." You know, he was saying bye, and then saw her, and he walked over, and she's like, "Okay." And they kind of looked, and he's like, "Okay." And then, <laughs> and then they, and he just walks and goes to the airport, and she just kind of walks down the road. So it was almost like this weird, like they didn't even hug. Mm-hmm. 
they kind of like felt like, is this inappropriate? It was almost like they really did enjoy each other and it almost felt like it was inappropriate because they were both married, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do anything. And so that's why when he was in his car and he told the driver to stop because he saw her walking down the street. At first I was like, is that really her? (laughs) But I was like, that would be rude if it wasn't her. (laughs) But anyway, he walks down and he just like knocks her on the shoulder and she turns around and he was like, he, I don't know if he said anything. I think he just hugged he just, her. He hugged her and he whispered something. That's yeah, the, but I didn't know. The yeah, line he just pulled her in. Yeah, no, but he whispered something in her ear while they were hugging, and she started crying. And they actually did have a kiss. You know, just a, a sweet, simple kiss. But it just was like they knew that they would never see each other again. But it was so wonderful that they met each other. It was, it was super like sweet. yeah, they, they would never have met each other any time, any part of the world because it was like this moment had to be it. This hotel in Tokyo crossing yeah. ships in the night. You know, it was almost like I loved it. I really loved it's such what a gem. It, yeah. It's a gem of a film and it leaves a sweet mark on your heart. It does. It's one of Bill Murray's favorite films he's ever worked on. He's I said believe that several it. times and it actually grossed 120 million dollars worldwide and only had a 4 million dollar budget. And yes, it was a hit. It won the best original screenplay at the Oscar. And yeah. Sophia, she was nominated uh, for best director. And it became the first woman to be nominated for writing, directing, and producing that same year. She was one of the first. That's amazing. And the thing is, I really honestly feel like the music, really a trend of literally the me feeling so emotional and loving. There was a great story, but I feel like the music is the thing that made it possible, yeah. really. Like even from the literal when they were in the karaoke kind of bar to that club, the, the, the party they went to, which was really cool, kind of like, I don't know what the music was, but it was like there was a lot of what was kind of trending in America, but also their kind of DJ mixed version of it which was so cool mm-hmm. then the My Bloody Valentine vibe but then in between there was like these moments of like Buddhist like beautiful prayer music and then there was like I don't know just every scene had this like soundscape to the jazz at the nightclub in the hotel and even in between I just noticed there was like this string of music that just kept that emotional thread moving mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of times like I said there wasn't a lot of dialogue it was like innuendo and there was conversation well I think I read there's a whole like 20 minutes minutes of the film that when it first starts they, don't, they talk. don't even talk yeah until like 20 minutes later it's like innuendo and like mm-hmm. moments and like the music i noticed i was paying attention this time it was all there it was always there and i was like ah because i always think this is the reason why i remember thinking when i first saw this i loved it but again i see it again and i e- love it even more mm-hmm. you know I'm, maybe because i'm a, like a different person again i'm watching these movies as a different person and that movie made me love it even more i'm like oh maybe i'm like evolving <laughs> to like appreciate it because it is it is a bit more subtle you know what I mean well Brian Ratzel he is the composer for the film and uh-huh. um, I think yeah he did an incredible job making it seem so dreamy and lost. yes yes and yes I agree lost and, and I love the name I think people were drawn to this idea that it was almost like because you know typically movies draw you in with all these people I mean obviously big name Bill Murray Scarlett Johansson but this it was, was his Oscar nomination too. I know he won the Golden Globe that year for it but but it wasn't like an action film it wasn't like no. all the things and so the fact that it did so well and it was just kind of like my friend who watched it recently I, I love what he said how he described it he said it was a very quiet movie mm. But interesting and not, obviously there was music, but it was quiet in the way of like action and movement and conversation. You know, it was almost like, it was almost like this really like, I don't know, I I love the layers. It was the first time Mm -hmm. I'd seen it. I'd always 
Mm-hmm. I, I like kept putting it off. Like eventually, I'm going to get to it. Right, you weren't drawn to it necessarily, yeah, right? But um, I always thought it was going to be somewhat like the one with Jim Carrey and um, what am I thinking? Of? Oh, uh, you mean like Eternal Eternal Mo- Sunshine of, of the, the Spotless, Spotless Mind? Mind? Yeah, I thought it was going to be somewhat like that. Which oh, kind of is it's in, a little in the different. Sense of like different motivations. Yeah, yeah. But no, I thought this was great. Yeah. It was really, really sweet. This was right. more like, unlike the one you just referenced, this was l- more passive in the way of like how it all unfolded, which I kind of like that, versus the other one was more active in the, the reasons why what happened happened, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and the cinematography of this film just having oh, beautiful. Tokyo be the Tokyo. backdrop of that. Oh, my like, gosh. It made me think wow. like New York meets Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never been to Tokyo. I want to visit, but I was like, <laughs> I know, that I looked crazy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. over It's like stimulation, overkill. So, yeah. So, shall we vote on this? Let's vote on it. Let's vote on it. Okay. So, what are going to be our rating system for Lost in Translation? Is it? It was funny that. What's her name from Smiley Face? What's her name? Anne. And Anna Ferris. Ferris. It's rumored that her role was kind of based off of Cameron Diaz <gasps> at the no time. Way. Yeah, but they said that. Oh, a little gassy gas. <laughs> the director said it's not. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what's our rating? Okay, what could be good for Lost in Translation? Gosh, oh gosh, what do you think? Was it a a whiskey sour? Wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad thing. Because he's promoting a Japanese whiskey. <laughs> That's a bad one. That's okay, a bad so one. bad as a oh, whiskey sour would be a bad one, even though yeah. that's some people like whiskey sour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could say, all right, all right, I got it. Yeah. Ooh, how about the scene in that sushi restaurant where in the afterwards he, she was like, that was the worst. And he was like, who makes you cook your own food? Okay, was it you have to cook your own food? Mm. Or. Or. <laughs> I did the bad one, Jay. Okay, let's just say because I don't know. Is that a bad one? Because some people like whiskey sour. Okay, we'll we'll stay with whiskey sour as a bad one. All right, so what's the code? You're like or whatever. You rejected my rating. All right, so what's the good one then? Um, <gasps> was it a whiskey sour or an all nighter? That's good. <laughs> okay. So was it, we'll do the other way around. Was it an all-nighter or, or a, a whiskey, whiskey sour? sour? And we say an, an all-nighter. That's right. It's 2003 and I'll be at the bar for the rest of the week. Yes. Yes, you will, ma'am. With my whiskey sour. That's right. (laughs) Whiskey sour. All right. So then, now that we had that lovely main title to talk about, Lost in Translation, which you guys should definitely check out. Obviously, you know how we feel about it. We do have some honorable mentions. Okay. This was kind of an interesting one. It's not even available to watch anymore. I don't know what happened because it was controversial. Is The Dreamers. Hmm. Did you hear about that? I don't know about that one. It was like this, it was kind of, I think it was an international film, or at least the story was this Parisian sister and brother, whatever, they went to Paris, had this kind of like coming of age experience where they ended up in this like, what is it called when you're in a three-person relationship? 
a thruple. Ooh, they, that's right. Yeah, and it was kind of this interesting thing they weren't expecting, but it kind of happened. It was very controversial because it was brother and sister. What? Yes. I don't know. But apparently it was well it was popular because I don't know if it was because it was like more of a culty kind of. That's weird. But I don't think it's as whatever as I'm saying, but it, it touched on a little bit of like controversial topics. I don't mm. know how far it went because I never, I saw pieces of it. Dreamer. The dreamers. The dreamers. Yeah. And it was it was them kind of just trying to figure themselves out. And they didn't, they were just being open to new experiences because they were not in the US, you know. There's that one. And then. Ooh, 13 yeah, was popping this year. That was popping. I was 13. Well, shut this up. This year. So this movie, when I watched it, Did you see it, it in the theater? Like, Did you see it in the so theater? Bad. No, I think oh. I, I, I had it on DVD. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching it with my friends and just thinking like, oh my gosh, these girls are so bad. Basically, there's little 13-year-old girls in middle school. One of them is like super, you know, sweet, yeah. like still like her mom kind of keeps her pretty sheltered yeah um still playing with barbie dolls and whatnot literally my life as a 13 year old <laughs> and she meets this girl in middle school who's like smoking she's having sex yeah. she's hanging out with the wrong crowd you yeah. know and kind of like makes the little young girl right converted converts her and i'm trying to think of the music for both of these like well the dreamers was very like an international parisian underground kind of vibe like clubby vibe and mm-hmm. sometimes like whatever jazzy but what was 13's vibe was it more it was kind of like collective of different artists and like pop it's just at the pop? time just pop and rap music of okay the, of the time yeah okay so more trendy more top trendy, yeah. yeah did you watch it i i only saw like bits and pieces i never saw oh it from start to finish <laughs> it's good it's wild it is i should i see it from you start to finish see it, yeah. okay i think i will because i had it on my queue it's great actors in that yeah um, yeah mom. who's the lead in that i feel like there's something well known well, with that said, that said, 2003, we were fascinated by what we ex- saw when we landed on this planet. And we have more to come. But <laughs> so this episode, this episode was, you know, experience and journey with Lost in Translation and the honorable mentions. Obviously, those were interesting, too. It was all Those were kind of in the same vein. It was like this weird, like international. Well, 13 wasn't, but it was almost like exploring this like identity a little bit and relationships yeah. and how you can kind of look at relationships differently. Totally. Right? And maybe be more open-minded. Who knows? Mm. But... uh, Let us know what you thought. Yeah, let us know what you guys thought about those titles. And... Also, you know, you know, let us know if you want us to deep dive more on honorable mention. You know, we did do the main title of Lost in Translation. We are doing some more in our next episodes on 2003. So stay with us. Definitely stay with us. And of course, hop around to the other episodes if you haven't already. We want to hear your feedback. Mm -hmm. We love all your comments. Keep liking and subscribing and tell your friends and family because we're gearing up for our Patreon channel that's coming. That's right. You don't want to miss a beat. We don't want to miss the bait. Don't want to miss a bait. That, that was from Armageddon, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So this... Ow. Ow. <laughs> ow. Help me so fake. Ow. Okay. So with that said, that was the frequency, frequency of, of that, that time. time. We're Frequency of the time